0: I am that I am, Adamus, of sovereign domain. In this perfect world, in this perfect universe, delight to be here with all the spiritual pirates on this day. Arrg, arg. Are you farting or are you commenting? <laughs> Take a deep breath, but not if you've. Flatulated. Take a deep breath, dear Shambram, Delight to be here with you and delight that you can actually laugh about all this. Now, Port Dubai has had to deal with you for so many years we could barely crack a smile. Now we can laugh about it. Indeed, there are tough days, indeed. But it doesn't have to be bad. You like a good challenge, don't you? Absolutely. Absolutely, and that's why you're here. Do you want more of a challenge? why not oh don't don't say that <laughs> or if you do, speak only for yourself as you discussed earlier, you know you know what times you're living in there 's really um, there shouldn't be any doubt about it there shouldn't absolutely shouldn't be any fear it's time to smile to enjoy it it's time to get into that challenge. It's time to live inside of it. It's not here to put you (laughs) under. It's here to put you inside. Uh, None of these world events or your own events are here to destroy you or crush you. They're here to serve you. Energy serves the Master. Do you believe it? Really? Good. Energy serves the Master. And you're just having high-energy times right now, amazing times. It would be so sad if you blocked yourself from these times, if you pretended they weren't happening, if you hid underground like you once did in Atlantis and didn't savor them. You know, humans… Angels, in particular. Human angels are very sensual beings. Did you know that about angels? Very sensual beings. Maybe you wouldn't think of an angel as being sensual, but they are. Now, just oh, I say the word sensual doesn't necessarily mean sexy, although some are with those wild pink hats. <laughs> no, sensual. Means that angels love to feel, to experience, to be in life. They love creating and then basking in their creations, simmering in their creations, sometimes fighting their way in and out of the creations, but that's sensual. Angels love color and sound and and feeling. Angels love music, particularly human music, because it's quite sensual.
1: There's nothing wrong
0: with being sensual. Don't mistake it for just being sexual, which some of you have forgotten how to do, sorry to say. No, sensual is the, is the embodiment and the experience of life itself. That was sensual. Absolutely. It's a feeling. It's a feeling. What you did to your foot, that's kind of sensual, kind of crazy, but
2: <laughs>
0: … You know, when angels just have this deep desire to be sensual, to be within, to feel and experience. Humans have tried to cut that off. Human angels have tried to cut that off. Why? Well, perhaps they feel addicted to it. Or overwhelmed by it, but when you get to this point in your journey you can you can take a deep breath in the state of amyo grace you don 't have to be worried now about it overwhelming you the 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 experiences and the feelings and the the day to day activities and and food and dancing and sex and passion. You see, humans have kind of they have cut that off or they've restricted the flow, thinking that that's what's wrong. They've been told that's what's wrong. They've gotten into the brain. I can't eat foods anymore except the ones I really don't like. <laughs> I can't enjoy drinking a glass of wine because I might have been a boozer in the past. You're not going to be now. I can't really enjoy the sexual part of me, because uh, I was told by the nuns that was bad to have those kind of impure thoughts and grow hair all over my hands, and <laughs> so that was funny, <laughs> truly funny. So, so, so humans have cut that part of themselves off, but. As you reconnect yourself you come back to the roots of who you are you allow yourself to be an angel again you can be sensual it's okay you can that means savoring life relishing life yes so take a deep breath with that you sensual pirates you arg actually it's more like arg that's a sensual pirate. Ah. <laughs> Can you do it? Oh, no, a sexy. I want sexy today. You sound like a flat tire on an old car. Let's try it together. I'll, I'll give you an example. Actually, Linda will give you an example. Ah. Ah. Yes. Okay. Can you do that? <laughs> you're still holding back. You're, you're still like, I can't be too sensual because then I become overly sexual or overly human. And, of course, most of you are trying to leave this damn planet and you figure if you get really sensual about it you're going to get stuck again, you're going to get addicted. So you, you, you keep sensual to an absolute minimum. That's not good for you. It's not at all. No, and it really it, it tightens up your energy, it tightens up your sphincter, and then it just isn't fun anymore. What? What? I, I hope one of you write a manual, "How to get off this planet for those who really <laughs> want to get off uh, it 's pretty short, it 's about one chapter, not very many words, is you dive into it.
1: Mm.
0: You absolutely dive into it. You don't. You don't sit on top of a hilltop meditating. You've done that, and look, you're still here. <laughs> you you don't uh, grasp onto new practices of uh, whether it's chanting or or praying or crystal worshiping or any of that. You've done that. You don't sequester yourself in a monastery. You've done that. You don't go sitting on an island somewhere for 62 years by yourself thinking you're going to find God. No, you don't. You don't. You dive into life. You've done all of those other things in the past. Every one of you been in the monasteries, you've been in the convents, you've taken these spiritual quests by yourself and made yourself suffer. Made yourself uh, disciplined. You know what discipline is? Machio, machio thank you. Mind machio. Mind machio. Hey, discipline it restricts energies. It's fun to learn, but once you learn it, let it go. Discipline is, is, a, is a way of um, putting yourself on the cross, a little suffering. You've done all that stuff, there are others who are doing it now. You've done the energy holder bit in the past. You know, you, you once took great pride in it until Tobias said, "Let it go." You were the energy holders for for whatever, and you know, actually, energy holders served a purpose. They they held on to seed energies from Lemuria, from Atlantis, from uh, star families. They, they they kept it intact so that it didn't. Go from human consciousness, but it was a lot of work. We all held those energies for a long, long, long time. You still get caught in the habit of being energy holders. Mm-mm, you don't need to, and you say to me, "Well, if I don't hold the energy for the dolphins and the whales, who's going to?" Well, a lot of other people. If you haven't noticed, there's a lot of new ones coming in. They're going to serve some time as energy holders, uh, but not, not the length of time that you, that you did. They're, they're going to learn what it's like to, to really um, maintain and manage, but also to now start moving some of the energies.
3: You and Caludra need to work out this beverage thing.
0: Uh, Yes, I I would like, uh, actually, uh, café, cream, no sugar. My pleasure. Yes, thank you.
3: Let
1: me serve you. I commend you you
0: to serve me! And she is so sweet. So sweet. I don't care what Calder says, but he says she's sweet. She's sweet, too. Very, very sweet. So, dear Chambra, moving energies now. You're, you're in a whole different place. You're in a whole different consciousness. You've gone beyond. You're the sensual spiritual pirates. What a, great, what a great title. You're moving energy now, actually. Moving doesn't mean pushing it or forcing it. Moving means riding it, getting on that wave, actually, that you created, that wave of consciousness, of change that you've created. You already created it. It's like, it's like a big wave and you're surfing it now. Why not? Because as a sensual being you want to feel and experience what it was like to be part of what you already created. Don't think about that too much. You'll get very, very confused. Just feel into it. Ah! And uh, cookies. <laughs> My pleasure. Yeah. Ah, sensual. With your food, with your drink, if you're going to put it in your mouth, at least enjoy it. Really. And don't run from it. I, I, Tobias talked to you about this and, and I'll repeat it, but we're amazed sometimes at spiritual beings, spiritual teachers. Who are still cutting themselves off from life, afraid that i can't I heard on the news that coffee 's bad for me uh. nothing 's really bad for you, nothing really is except yourself <laughs> 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 that is a truism. I want to see that on a poster somewhere uh, why? Because you get so in your own way and then and then then you call us up on your spiritual skype and Cry about what's going on. So, dear Chambro, if you're going to eat it, enjoy it. If you're going to do it, love it. If you're going to be here, experience life. That is the that is the way off the planet. It's kind of uh, it's kind of an irony because the moment you really learn to enjoy this planet, the, the ah yes, and the moment you learn to really enjoy. Hmm, Mm, 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 mm. There are angels who have never been to Earth before who are dying to live (laughs) here on Earth who would give anything – what do you call it, your eye tooth, which they don't know what that is – they would give their left wing (laughs) just to be able to do what Cauldre is doing right now and some of you resist it. Fight it. Push it away. Give yourself excuses. It's so good it's not good for me. If it's good, it must be bad. If it's sensual, I have to, I have to file it down. I have to make it boring. I have to make it like an uncooked cracker. I mean, just boring, boring, boring. Now, if you're going to be here, do it. That's why I say, dress up, have fun, play. You're going to realize how anal retentive, Calder's word, not mine. How anal retentive you you've been, and have fun with that. Wear a pink cowboy hat when you're doing a channel. Why not, Caldra? Stop hiding. Come out. Yes, they take pictures and then it gets out and they say, Is this a spiritual teacher? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. This, this is. Fuck it. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yes. So. <laughs> it's that easy. It's that easy. All the studying, all everything else. I, I truly love that the fact that this book is out, and there'll be others like it. The sensual angel, great title for a book. Yeah, mm, yeah. Uh, I, how to get off the planet with one big laugh? How to how to smi- smile? You ever notice spiritual? Seekers don't smile. It's considered bad. Smiling. I might enjoy life too much then. Might send out the wrong signal. I'm having a damn good time here. <laughs> that, that is how you get out of here. The irony is, Edith, is once you do that and once you really enjoy it and you get sensual again, then it's an irony. Then you want to stay. Ah. Ah. ah you say, but but no, I want to get out, so that's going to put me in a conundrum. Yeah. Not at all. Not at all, because there are a new class of ascended beings who are coming back here. It's kind of, it's kind of uh, difficult to explain, but you see, they ascend. They don't have to come back, but that actually allows them to come back, and then they come back, and they're never going to get stuck. They come back like Tobias is doing, not because the world needs saving, not because he's going to bring profound wisdom, which he's going to do, but because he was so uptight – I mean Jewish uptight – for a long time, for a long, long time, he spent lifetime after lifetime studying a damn book – not the fuck it book, but the, the, the other book – Trying to comply with rules, he even – you know, I want to make sure he's not listening – he even had rules about when he could have sex, how he could have sex, and to the degree in which he could enjoy having sex. Don't say, Wow! I hear you with the same thing! He had so many rules about what he could eat on certain days and everything. That's not enjoying life. That is not being spiritual. It's the antithesis of being sensual. Angels by nature are very sensual. That's why they want to come here. That's why they want your spot.
1: <laughs>
0: that was really funny, actually.
1: <laughs>
0: if you're an angel trying to get here, it's uh, terribly funny. But they can't understand sometimes why you're frittering away your precious, precious moments and your very precious breath on all these rules and regulations and everything else. They just want to be sensual. They know that ultimately nobody really gets stuck here. It just feels like you're stuck. Ultimately there, there is no death. It just feels like death until you actually die. And then you go back to the other side and you remember what it was like to be sensual and you wish you hadn't lived your death here on Earth. <laughs> Whew, don't think about that too hard. So I encourage each and every one of you, as part of your living ascension process, as a part of being a spiritual teacher and a standard to others, live sensually. Live outrageously, as Andra would say. I poke in some time to your classes. I hope you don't mind. Um, yes, and on, on the best days are with uh, – No, I don't pay. I actually do it one way or the other, but on the best days, Oama, Adamus yeah. together, we have some fun. Poke in once in a while, and Andra and An, Norma and, Ge- Norma and Ger- I really, are really just trying to get – people to live outrageously. Outrageous. And I'm told by Linda, Guy Caldra, that perhaps these gatherings get a little bit outrageous, not the norm of spiritual gatherings. Thank God, fuck it. Uh, you can say all that in the same phrase. <laughs> so, let's play. Let's have fun. I was going to say let's play a game, but hell, this is all a game, isn't it? It is. I'm coming, I'm I'm here from the future. Not a linear future, not a timeline future, but I ascended a while back and basically what happened is that uh, I've I've not returned to human incarnation in physical form. I haven't gone through a rebirthing process. So I use willing and accepting – I work with – calder's is correcting me uh, – work with willing and accepting beings to, uh, to bring back a potential. You see, you could say, I, as I ascended, I scattered all these potentials out, out into what you would call the future. They're sprinkled all over. They have your name on it, not just anybody's name although I guess others could tap into it, but they have our connection written right into it. So I sprinkled these out there and I said, it's up to you to choose which of these potentials you want as you progress along your linear timeline, because you're still rather into that moment-by-moment, month by month year by year time frame you're you're learning slowly to get to get loose of it but you're still on that time frame so now you're encountering the sprinkled potentials that i left now uh, they're very real uh, potentials are not energy potentials actu- are little flecks of consciousness they're little pearls of consciousness floating around all out there. When activated by humans, by you, through clear and conscious realization, it, then those potentials draw energy to them and then they bring that energy to life, kind of like a, a beautiful ball of consciousness now layered with very dynamic energy, and then they can be manifested or experienced here on Earth. I'm going to get sensual for a moment. Thank you. That wasn't it. This is …
1: More <sighs> baby. Um. Um. Ah!
0: So, so you could say that I'm … Coming to you today from the future, meeting you in this Kinda Now moment that you're in, because you've called forth the potential. You've activated the potential of what we're going to talk about today, of what the essence is of today. Today isn't just uh, about uh, how you drove here, how your back or your butt feels right now, whether you're thinking about those are all distractions. The potential was about the essence of what we're doing here right now. So you could say that you could say that I came from the future and are meeting up with you in the now moment. But I'm going to ask you to shift that for a moment. I'm going to ask you first to take a deep breath and relax or put at ease a timeline-based experience of life. What that means is you tend to experience today and then tomorrow and then the day after – sequentially. And and, uh, one of the core connections you have with reality, with your reality, is time. Time doesn't exist uh, at, at all. However, the evolution of experience exists. Now, some would say that everything is occurring simultaneously, debatable, and, and it really doesn't matter. But what I can say is that angelic beings, they don't carry, uh, they don't wear watches, they don't have to look at the clock. What they have is a, a unfolding or unraveling of experience. And then some experiences are really big and vast, and they tend to They tend to expand or to unfold in a very dynamic way. Others are little experiences, but all of these create, um, you could say, the unfolding or the blossoming. And they can actually look back – it's not a very good word, but there's not a other one – they can actually look into their unfolding of experience. It gives them a Concept of what you could call the past. It's really not the past, it's the unfolding experience to determine, to help them determine the potentials that they want to choose for the next experience. (sighs) Okay, here's how you relate to that. Here's how you do it. You have you have time blind experiences. And when you look into the past, you say that occurred 10 years ago, that occurred 30 years ago on a specific date. You, you mark your, your way, you put the little notches in your development based on time. It's very, 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 very linear, very limited. So take a moment and relax, relax your concept of time, time-based experiences. How do you do that? Take a deep breath. Yeah, it's natural. It's unnatural to live within time. Very unnatural. On top of that, <coughs> you have a lot of uh, planetary influences and the sun rising and setting and all these things now solidify this thing you call time. Where you are right now in your evolution, it's it's time to get away from time. (laughs) Now, one of the concerns of the mind and the body is you let go of time and suddenly you're going to be untethered, like you're drifting in outer space, just floating out there. Not at all. You will feel more grounded, more real and, yes, more sensual when you let go of time-based beliefs and experience. Let's do it. You take a deep breath. First, if you choose, and if you don't, that's fine, but if you choose, take a deep breath and let yourself relax your time-based belief. Second, I, I say that I'm coming from the future. Let's state that a little different. I'm coming from a potential that you haven't experienced yet. Hmm. I'm coming from out there in a field of potentials, my consciousness sprinkled everywhere – and you'll be doing that someday also – of potentials that you have not yet experienced. So what I'm going to ask you to do is to let yourself soar, float, whatever, relax, and come and meet me ahead of an experience that you've had. In other words, let go of the perception of this now moment. Come meet me out in a field of potentials, experiences that have not yet occurred. And just imagine yourself floating out there. You're not going to get lost. So we transcend time. We transcend linear experience, and suddenly you start realizing – maybe if not now at some point – dear God Self, there is so much more than I was perceiving. Now, if you're struggling in your mind, which about 63% of you are doing right now, let it go. Let it go. I see it. I know it. I know it. And you're not the only one, but you're the poster child for getting stuck in the head. Getting stuck in the head. Let it go. You have have nothing to lose and everything to gain, you see. So you take a deep breath and you get out of the head and you go to what we call the true heart, the feeling, the experience. The experience. I'm coming from … A garden of potentials, lush, beautiful, multicolored garden with flowers that are singing, dirt that's dancing, sunshine that's raining, you see. I'm coming from this field of potentials. Come and meet me. Come over here. Come to where I am. Stop making me meet you all the time in your timeline experience. Come to where I am. You're trying too hard. See, that's the problem. You're trying too hard. You're trying to think your way into it. Just do it, you sensual beings. You. Now you're saying, but what am I supposed to feel? You will. You will. And then you'll curse me for getting you to open up like this, and that's the wonderful thing. Take a deep breath. Come meet me somewhere out there. And the question becomes, what's more real? Mm -hmm. Dear, dear friends. Did something not just happen? Okay, now, here's the thing. You're looking for it to happen in a way things have happened to you before. They won't. You're looking back saying, well, I want some big experience. I want a burning bush or I want, you know, suddenly Calder to levitate and float around the room, those things. That's really old. The new experience it takes a little bit of acclimating. The new experience is different. And when you – may I borrow the hat again as an example – when you allow yourself to soar into experience, to uh, let go of the linear way, some interesting things happen. Very, very interesting. This, and this is where it gets fun being on Earth. Imagine, if you will, always seeing this hat from the front. That's how you come to know the hat. It's got a pink color. It's got a little uh, tiara on there. And this is the way you always perceive the hat, because from time-based experience That's how you're always going to perceive it. It just gives you one view of the hat, and that's all you have. So you assume the hat is pink, it has a curve here, and it's got a little precious tiara right on the front. That's how you're always going to perceive it. Now, when you get off of time-based experience, when you let yourself expand into New potentials. You suddenly see that there's a back side to it. You suddenly see there are sides to it, a top to it, an inside to it. You suddenly start looking, it's like I've never really looked at the inside. You start seeing a, a different depth, shadows, and you suddenly realize that this hat is not pink it's not there are there are blues in here there have to be yellows in here it's necessary that there's yellows in here greens of course red there are blacks in here there has to be but the potential that's been leaping out at you because you've been looking at life head on, you've been seeing the pink. And some of you are still struggling, blinking your eyes and saying, well, damn it, it's still pink. <laughs> it's not. It's really not. I mean, literally, from a physics standpoint, there has to be blues in here or the pink wouldn't be pink. There has to be yellows. I mean, this is human science, this is not woo-woo, spiritual science. But the perception has always been it is pink. Now, this is an important point, because this hat will never be the same again. <laughs> it's an important point. as you meet me beyond your time frame, as you come out here and now we 're melding in a different place instead of instead of me having to expend a large amount of energy to come down here to visit you. Now we meet halfway, right here. It doesn't mean that you're completely uh, ignorant of time reality. It means now you're flexible. You can do both – time reality and experience reality. The significant part here I, – I will get to my point, <laughs> Calder was asking. Uh, The significant thing is here – this is very, very important – when you get out of time-based perception, suddenly you're going to realize that the past, your perception of the past, is actually quite pink. Your perception of the past is limited. Now. There are humans who will arm-wrestle me, and they'll win, probably, because they want to. They'll arm-wrestle me and say, no, when I was four years old, I was abused, and damn it, that's my story, I'm going to stick to it. Humans that say, well, just last week I was in a car accident. What do you mean that that's not accurate? And, And they're going to insist on it. This is one of the toughest things that we have teaching the advanced, uh, call it advanced, uh, the really progressive sensual pirates. Because there's still that tendency to say, well, no, damn it, this has happened. It's like, it's like a photograph. And you believe, well, that's a photograph. It's a picture of the group of Chambra on a boat in Kauai, damn it. That's what it is. No, 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 no. And Dave knows this. When you take a picture of the group standing there on the boat, ready to hurl their lunch, (laughs) with the blue water and a part of the boat railing showing, was that really all that was there? No! That was a myopic view. That was a focused view of what was there. What else was there? Well, there was lunch in the cabin, but don't think about it if you were about to get ill. There were birds in the sky. There were fish in the ocean. There was sun. There was the sun that was going to set in about three hours. There were, it was night. There was, you can go on and on and on. You see, that picture is not really accurate unless you get off of this very linear way of experiencing. Suddenly you're going to be able to look at a picture and see it from a hologram, 360 degrees, and realize that you could really see it, that it's there, and to realize that you're not going crazy if you start to see fairies and divas and the magic all around. That's living. That's sensual that's where you're at, or that's where you're going. Now this is particularly important because you look at your past as a photograph, as a snapshot. You say certain things happen. You draw timelines. You can go back and say, you know, I graduated from college in such and such a year with a degree in, let's say, psychology. You say that I got my first job on this date. I got married. I had children. You map it all out. False absolutely false. (laughs) I wanted to nod that I could uh, curse a bit here, but it is false. (coughs) It is very false. As, As false as that photograph we just talked about. So take a moment here and realize your past is not really the full picture. Take a deep breath as you expand beyond linear reality. You start to see that that hat is not pink and it doesn't have a tiara, or at least when you look from the backside and the inside. So that leads me to the conclusion that your past is not your past at all. You hang on to it dearly. You fight for it. You fight me for it. You curse it. You damned it. But you hold on to it. Why? Because nobody has told you, so to speak, nobody said it's really not yours. In other words, things that happened a long time ago can be looked at holistically, can be looked at like a hologram. Start walking around or floating around your own past. There's so much more there that you haven't been aware of. You had the blinders on. You focused the lens of the camera on one thing. You've held on to it dearly. But as you relax into your ascension, you're going to start realizing what a glorious thing your past was, what was really happening, not just from the eyes of the human, but what was really happening. You're going to start realizing that so much more of you was there than you were aware of. Suddenly the past is not the past, you see. Suddenly your history you find is very incomplete, was very limited, very focused on things you don't need to focus on anymore. Suddenly the experience of what happened to you unfolds, and it's not just a hurt or a pain. It's not just a bad day. There's so much more going on. It changes everything. Please don't push this concept. In other words, don't try to figure it out, because it'll just keep you on a linear experience of life. It is natural. For you to be in in an experiential existence rather than a time-based existence, in other words, take a deep breath, relax, get back to what's natural, get back to the sensuality, get back to the expansiveness. It's not a pink hat. It is also blue and yellow. It is not just a tiara. It has a back and a front and an inside, and it's not just a hat. It is many things. This is not uh, some exotic theory or concept. This is the way real life is. Uh, the way that humans experience life, I guess, is interesting up to a point. Uh, you know, again, uh, like a, a focused. Uh, lens of a camera, only perceiving or being aware of a narrow spectrum of what's really happening, it, you're ready to burst almost, ready to burst out to have that fuller experience of life. What this means is that, is that because you start to realize The true nature of your past – the fact that your past is not just a pink hat – suddenly that awareness, the broader awareness of your past, makes you aware of the broader nature of your future potentials, or call them next sequence potentials. Tobias said it years ago, future is the past healed. I say get over the past, get on with it. Suddenly the perception of what happened yesterday changes. There wasn't a yesterday. It didn't happen the way you thought it did. It's much broader and more colorful. That would give you a new awareness of what's next. Right now you have a Pretty narrow view of what's next, like, well, certain things are bound to happen tomorrow. You're you're kind of uh, following this linear progression with not a lot of what you feel is choice or diversity in tomorrow or, let's say, the next experience. But as you get off timeline, you realize, oh my God Self! (laughs) <laughs> there is so much more out there. There's not just a pink hat in tomorrow's forecast. There are blues and yellows. There are, there are caps. There are gloves. There everything opens up. It's a little scary, actually, because suddenly you realize it's maybe a little overwhelming. But it's not. You take a deep breath. You take a deep breath. So, dear Shambra, that is an important point, is that the past is not what you think it is. Stop fighting me for it. Stop hanging onto it. It's, it doesn't look very good on you anymore. It's a drab outfit, your past. So dear Shambra Shambra, Shambra, you are at a point of separation right now. As you came out here to to my world, we got out of yours for just a little bit, as you let yourself soar out here to this potential of what we were going to experience today, feel something funny in the air? I hope so. There's a lot happening. Good. So, now, the point is you're you're at a point of separation. Again, let's say you've been going on that linear experience of life going from point A to point B to point C, ad nauseum. <clears throat> a point of separation means when you when you suddenly change consciousness. It means you're not going to go in that straight line anymore. You get to the point of separation like we're at now, and it's a little daunting because at least you know how this story goes. You, you can almost say that You know what that last chapter is, but you you know the story, and it's kind of boring, kind of painful. So you get to the point of separation and say, Okay, I'm ready to take a big leap. Well, the leap is going to happen anyway if you haven't figured that out. (laughs) There is something in your true heart that's making you leap. You can leap because you want that free expression, or you can leap because there's somebody with a fire right at your backside, <laughs> and that somebody with a fire is you, is your, is your true heart, your spirit. So you're at a point of separation right, right here, ready to break away. Hey, you've gone through it hundreds of times, so you know what this is like. Well, it's always filled with anxiety, with excitement, filled with trepidation and filled with a lot of past aspects that come from here. Aspects love lining up on your timeline, on your past. They love it. <laughs> they, they love it. Oh, yeah. They love it. They cling to it. Haven't you figured that one – Andre's figured it out – aspects hold on to it like it's a rope onto that past timeline. And aspects get so jazzed up over the past that it solidifies their perception of themselves. They don't want to let go of it. They convince you not to let go of it, even though you really hate it, and it just reinforces the past. And then it's like dragging around a big rope, a big, very stiff rope with you, and on that rope are clinging a bunch of aspects. That's your past. So we're at a point of separation here. I'm amusing myself. I don't know about you, but uh, <laughs> I was talking to Calder there, and ah uh, yes. Uh, so you're at a point of separation. Time to get into time to get off of time experience and into a whole different way of perceiving reality. There's a few things that you have to make a choice about. Well, I'd like you to make a choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not a mental choice, a feeling choice. You know the difference? One gives you headaches, the other gives you joy. <laughs> true. Very true. A, a mental headache or a mental choice – by damned, it is purple. <laughs> it's everything, and it's small. <laughs> it's really small. but. Sometimes you get a big head and the old hat just doesn't fit anymore. Oh! My gift to you, darling. So, eh, where were we in this um, – see, out here, out, out of your timeline experience? See, we're, we're, not, we're not actually here. We're over here somewhere. But part of you still believes that you're here, well, you're not. So you're at this point of separation, meaning you're getting off the old path. A couple of things that we're going to ask you to feel and to consider, and make a choice from your heart, not your brain. Your brain is going to uh, – and your mouth – your brain and your mouth are going to say, Yes! I want that, but feel it first. Point of separation. And this is um, actually not just for you, but for the whole group of chambre who I'm going to continue to work with. Mm. Mm. So we might leave some by the roadside there. That's okay. Somebody needs to clean up the tide. That was funny. Ah.
1: <laughs>
0: Thank you. A laugh track here. <laughs> so, so, okay, point of separation, but a couple of choices need to be made. Are you done with processing and healing? I don't want to go forward with uh, human angels that still like to do processing and healing and some of you still do you really do you've gotten so into processing and healing it's it's become a way of life energy vampire energy vampire if you're processing and healing you're doing it at somebody's expense even your own you get caught in that in that cycle and it's hard to get out of and it 's drama it 's very mental it 's very linear based because processing <laughs> processing is just running circles around your past <laughs> terribly time consuming healing <gasps> enough healing what was enough, that? Uh, <gasps> enough healing haven 't you had enough healing yeah. eh, it didn 't work, did it? I had a little bit, but not much. You know, it gave you awareness. It gave you awareness that another person can't do it for you. Mm-hmm. It gave you awareness that you'd just been conned out of 500 bucks, <laughs> and you could have done it better yourself. It gave you awareness, yes, that there are energies. It, it got a lot of you uh, somewhat out of the mind. But I don't want to go forward with beings who are still into a lot of this. Machio. It's, it's consuming for us, for, for me in particular. Uh, it's consuming for all of you. We're, we're trying to write the new books. It may not be books at all. We're trying to create the new potentials. We can't do it with a bunch of healies and woundies, <laughs> broken wrecks and people that refuse to let go of the past—they insist on it, just like they insist that the photo on the boat is the photo on the boat. I, I can't deal with that. Does that make sense? Yes. Really? You really believe that? Yes. Good. Good. So, those who are going to go forward, let's not do processing. Let's not do a bunch of healing, energy balancing, and adjusting. Yes, and and. If you wonder what's the difference, ask Andra what the difference is. There's a big difference. You know, you live in a very dense environment. At times you have to stop and take a deep breath or soak yourself in a bathtub or take a walk and and breathe and breathe and breathe, listen to some good music, because your energy connections to everything, every part of your reality, including to you, are all changing. But there's this. Remember the old? uh, I'm going into Calder's memory banks. I guess he's pretty old. He remembers the old (laughs) telephone switchboards. Remember when they had to plug in the operator? Yeah, exactly. So it used to be, in five years ago, that every once in a great while, oof, a new uh, pull that plug out and put it over different one over here. It happened every once in a great while, and then you complain about it. Uh, but then suddenly, now you need about 10 arms to constantly changing the plug ins and uh, constantly maneuvering them. It gets to a point where actually you don't need to effort it. Actually, they do it on their own. And then you can sit back in amazement and how flexible you are. The way you connect to, uh, to Earth, to, uh, to what you call light energy. Yeah, there's this constant flow of prana, I think you might call it, life force energy. You've had a way of plugging into it before. Just like everybody else, one great big matrix, plug in, go stupid. And (laughs) tough audience today, and you forgot about it. So, So what's happening right now is there's still life force energy, but But there's a different stream or different current in it now that you're tapping into. You tapped into the same old current for lifetimes and lifetimes. You wanted just more of the same uh, part of the current you were tapping into. Now you're learning that you can tap into a different part of that current. And you don't need to draw out or through as much life force energy, because ultimately you're going to unplug everything. But I'm going to save that for another discussion. Yeah. So, back to the point – processing, processing. You know, if you're constantly caught up in that, if you're constantly in the past, you're going to find it very difficult to reconnect into the present moment. The present moment doesn't have anything to do with time. You realize that? The present moment is not today. The present moment is the experience that's unfolding right now. And the experience that's unfolding is very much like a hologram. Take a walk all the way around it, upside down, inside it, and you're going to realize there's so much more going on. So uh, processing. Point of separation. Are, are you done processing? You want to process? Ah, <laughs> uh, You say yes. You say yes. You say you'll love me in the morning, but <laughs> tomorrow morning, of course. Uh... Arg. <laughs> oh, Linda knows how to do it. How do you do it? Arg. Like you're a big pussy cat. Uh... <laughs> <Arrgh>. So, <laughs> so point of separation. A uh, healing, processing is all about, all about the past. And when the past is not the past anymore, do you really need no. all that? No. Absolutely not. Doesn't? Isn't this simple? Yes. 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 Okay. <laughs> Secondly, next thing, a point of separation is uh, age-old. point of separation – we c- I cannot go forward with with a group or individuals who continue to search and to seek. Because searching and seeking implies that there's something that you don't get, there's something out there. You've been duped into thinking that there's secrets and mysteries. First thing we do at the mystery school, say there are no mysteries other than you. You're the mystery sometimes. <laughs> Laugh track. Ha <laughs> ha do I need a button and <laughs> 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 so yeah, sign, yes uh, um, so so the uh, What? Totally threw Calder off. I don't know where he went to. Huh. We need him back. Hold it a minute. Can I take help? a deep breath? Okay, great. <laughs> Seeking and search – well, he left for a moment. He was so embarrassed. <laughs> or something.
1: By what?
0: Me. Oh. So, uh, the next thing, seeking and searching. If you seek and search, it gives the impression there's something that you don't know, and it's usually an outer activity. There are no mysteries, uh, absolutely none, other than uh, the forgetfulness, yes, that occurs. There is the uh, there. There is almost a temptation in in the seeking. It becomes addictive. It becomes a, a passion, a reason for living. And every one of you here know because you've gone through that. Where we are going from here, it's about discovering. It's about experiencing. But please, no more seeking and searching, because seeking and searching also is related to a limited view of the past. Mm. So let's not search anymore. Let's discover. Discover what's already there in this grand field of potentials. Discover that you can actually and should actually create what you want. Discover that you know, there are  really no beings in the universe that have this grand answer that so many humans are are seeking. I I wonder sometimes why humans go so deep into the past. What happened 2,000 years ago with Jesus Christ? (laughs) First of all, it's not going to be accurate. It really is not secondly it 's part of uh, it 's part of past searching uh, you know there 's past searching and there 's future searching and neither one of them will really get you anywhere uh, they they won 't they how to say this they won 't give you the full experience of living right now. so they go up and try to they try to figure out what happened two thousand years ago or what happened five hundred years ago or Back in Atlantis, and they get all caught up in it. It doesn't matter because history is false. History is absolutely false because it's limited, and uh, generally one person's per- perception of it. And and they're not looking. It's the it's the pink hat seen only from the front. They're not looking at what really happened. Uh, the the stories I've I've heard of. Yeshua would make me just want to jump up on that cross. They're not true, uh, and they're distorted, and they're limited, and, and they're sad. Jesus had a Yeshua had a good life. He really did. Uh, yes, he endured the human challenges like you, but he had a great life. His goal, his goal was to be a sensual human being, and to actually enjoy life. So, so when there is a searching and seeking going on, it limits. And, and let's, are you ready to get off of that? Yes. yes. Good, good. We're ready for discovery. Discovery. <laughs> Next on the list uh, this desire for um, success or accomplishment. Now, That's kind of built into your DNA, built into your ancestral karma, educated into you. Now, I'm not talking – this has nothing to do with abundance, but I'm talking about your goals. You have these desires to um, be successful – to be a successful spiritual person, to be a successful business person, to be an accomplished parent, to be successful. Why? Why is that important? Pay yeah, you do. Hey, you real. Yeah. <laughs> Very pragmatic. Very pragmatic. It solidifies your identity. Your perception of who you think you are. You get a you get a little uh, wink and a nod from some aspect of yourself when you do something successful. Now, I'm not saying that uh, creation And unfoldment it has a good feeling. I'm not saying it's negative, but the mind gets focused on goals and successes. You judge yourself according to what you put on your resume, how much money is in the bank, uh, how you do with relationships or sports. We can't go forward if that's your criteria. Accomplishment. If you think that that you um, um, can say, "Yes, I'm going to go forward with Shambra, with the Crimson Council," and suddenly you're out telling every people, other people, "Look at me! Look what I accomplished! I'm going to the next level." You miss the point. So often, accomplishment is also based on uh, your past. You're trying to work things out with your aspects. They're telling you you're an asshole, <laughs> and – that was really funny uh, – and they're, they're telling you you're, you're weak or you're stupid. You're trying to negotiate with them with your successes, and you're trying to say, no, I really am okay because I did this and this and this, and they're laughing. They're laughing because they kn- they know. It's gonna fall apart. Your successes are gonna fall apart. If you make a lot of money, you're gonna lose a lot of money. If you're good looking and strong, you'll eventually get old and weak. So they're all they already know what's gonna happen. It's gonna fall apart. It's not a bad thing. It's because it's just energy in change. In other words, I'm not saying everything goes to hell. I'm just saying it always changes. It always evolves. And as easily as you make and lose money, you can make more money. It's really easy. And then give it away. Make a conscious choice to lose it by giving it all away and watch even a lot more come back in. (laughs) Give it away. Give it away. Yeah, because a lot more will come back in, you see. For it's, a, it's nothing to get uptight about. You really need to check his pockets before he leaves the house. You think? Yeah.
2: Now I'm not his mother.
0: So, this whole concept of uh, accomplishment, of success, of making something of yourself, a lot of your, your teachers and your parents programmed that into you, reinforced what what you were already trying to do to manipulate or to, to uh, twist your, your aspects, ultimately it doesn't matter. It's about experiencing. You're, there's not a goal here. We don't have goals in this. It's about letting yourself experience in a new way. And uh, some of you I know are trying to work this all out in your head. Stop right there. Stop right there. You don't need these things anymore. And in an odd way, the next definition or the next evolution of these things comes regardless, mm-hmm. is natural. The success in the accomplishments, the abundance, the flow, it all comes. It's all there when, when we expand out of time based experience. When you come from your own future, when you come from your own evolution back into your experience. Because suddenly you're going to be picking and choosing. You're not going to be trying. You're not going to be setting up accomplishments. So when you're, when you're coming from your own future back to your chosen experience of what you would call your past. Uh, but it's actually of your evolution. Then you don't have to worry about uh, things like accomplishment, abundance, healing, any of these other things. Uh, What you want is already there waiting for you. Kind of a weird – the mind doesn't like this so much – but just imagine yourself as free and and already having ascended. Or whatever you want to call it, you're already the I am. And now you're free in the non-linear moment to experience how you want to experience it. This all ties into our discussion last month, hmm. Kehok. I told you before that that uh, energy. There's a pool of energy waiting to serve you right now. Big reservoir. So much in it that. It can never really run out. So much in it that you can gobble up all you want and there'll still be more than enough for everyone else. Uh, that, that concept of limitations – there's not enough uh, – that is, that is such old, uh, r- constrictive energy. There is plenty. So there's this big pool of energy all around you right now waiting to be activated called forth to serve you, called forth into your reality. As I said last month, the mind, your thoughts, um, it doesn't really have much of a charge to it. It doesn't really call forth a lot of energy, particularly because the mind in itself is so limited it calls only limited amounts of energy. It belie- The mind up to now. Has believed in limitations, and therefore, in whatever it does, it always builds in the parameter of limitations. Hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. Good, because Caldera is really lost. <laughs> I told him this wasn't an easy job. So the mind believes in those limitations, but as as we. Evolve into a body of consciousness you don 't need to fight your mind, you just need to let it integrate into into you. The emotions and the drama call forth more energy more energy are just these little particles sitting in neutral, just parked you know, like cars parked at the side of the road, waiting to be activated and when once' activated, they can go forward and backwards, but they can also go sideways and up and down. So these particles of energy are just waiting. Well, drama and emotion have more of a charge than the mind. That's why humans tend to use a lot of drama and emotion. It gets some of the particles activated out of neutral into their life. Then it comes sometimes roaring into their life, sometimes with um, painful, uncomfortable um, unpredictable, unpredictable to the mind. Results, and then they don't like it. They 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 shut it off for. A, they go into a battle with their mind and saying, "I don't like all this emotional stuff. Let's shut it off." I shut it off, and the energy dries up. Comes to kind of a, a standstill again, and they're like, "No, I need something. I need." Need to feel something, so they turn on the emotion again, and you all know what that's like. You've had very emotional times, and then when it gets quiet, when things start stabilizing, you turn on the emotions again. You call out to energy to satisfy emotions, and then you complain about it. <laughs> the true heart uh, energies, the the um, these deep. Essence energies are what really calls forth a lot of energy, if you're willing to go there, if you're willing to discover what's in the true heart. What's in the true heart is probably not what you've been thinking up here or acting out in drama. The true heart is the, is real. It is all-encompassing. It is all-feeling. All so the question comes, what happened to it along the way? Why, why isn't it more present? <coughs> At some point in this human journey where you started to believe in the past and you started to hang on to that history, you started to focus on what happened back then – you started to focus on your wounds, you started to focus on something very linear it, – it, it shut out the perception of your true heart, your, your soul self. It's still there, but you've just trained yourself to ignore it. When it tries coming forth, you are, you are a trained ninja in how to put it down, how to pretend it's not there. But it's there. It's there right now. You see, we're in a different reality right now. We didn't follow a linear reality today. We're off somewhere else. So in this reality you can actually feel your true heart. Part of the problem is, though, you've dragged your brain here, but not As much as you normally use. So, what is it? What is it that you want to experience? And this is a feeling question. What is it? You know, when I ask this question sometimes, what do you want? I get the answer a million dollars. "Ah, That's okay, all right, but really going deep into the true heart, into your real feelings, what is it that you want? I get some saying that uh, very material things, and all that is okay, but it's not necessarily very important. So we're in this um, actually much more real consciousness and space right now. We hopped off the old linear path for, for just a bit. What's in your true heart? Would you, would you feel into it right now? Feel into it. What's in there? What would give you joy of experience? What's in there? Take a deep breath. And now take another deep breath and let's go a little bit further off the timeline right now, off your past and off of your uh, predicted future. What's really in there? What's, What's the joy? When you get into the true heart, by the way, your head isn't trying to figure it out. You're going into absolute feeling, sensual, meaning uh, feeling, experience. What's in there? When you go into the true heart, what makes you sing and expand and dance and what makes you feel free? When you feel into your true heart – not think, but feel – when you feel into your true heart, what gives you freedom? Take a deep breath. Keep breathing into that. If you're thinking through it, let that go. I'm talking about feeling towards, makes your belly warm, makes your chest expand. And there are not necessarily words to define it. When you go into your true heart, what gives you freedom? And if you are saying to yourself, I I don't know, that's okay, actually. That's maybe a first step that you don't know, because uh, I'm talking about being mental about it. It is an absolute feeling, and it may be months before – maybe a year or two – before you ever can put words on it. And that's actually a good thing, because please go back into this experience of what what gives you freedom? Go back into this. Uh, dive back into it without trying to put words on it, until you feel it within you, until, until you feel it like a volcano coming up, until it's not up here, Laughing Bear, until it's right there until it just makes your whole body glow, until you just feel it oozing out and you want to just get up and dance. And when somebody says, What are you dancing about? I don't fucking know, but it just (laughs) doesn't matter. It just is, you see. That is. That is that feeling that l- not from here, but that feeling that calls forth energy in huge doses, huge doses. And then from there, once you tap into that, everything else becomes kind of incidental, but actually very easy choices. Money, no problem. Health balance, easy as a taking a breath the right relationships not the wrong relationships you've had enough of that but the right connections with other people people that are going to stimulate and encourage you and people that are going to respond to your to the, who you really are not to who your past is you know that's a that's a that's a really rotten thing is You tend to attract people who re- are responding to your past. They're not responding to you, they're responding to your past. And they get on that rope of the timeline and you start dragging them around as well. But imagine just easily taking a breath and the people who are responding to you as a sovereign being enter into your life, rather than people coming in because of old crappy karma. It's an amazing thing. So. In this uh, – we talked about kihak, and that means energy in flow, in motion, in action. It, mean, it means spirit, you, in experience. You put these two together, it's very, very dynamic. In that uh, state of kihak, connected to your real feelings, not here. But here what did, and I ask you the question to ask yourself later what sets you free that's a good question to how to get into your feeling what sets you free Could you give us a hint <laughs> 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 No in a word in a word it would be my discovery not yours it would be it would be what I would like you to experience what sets you free? And not not from a human standpoint, from the essence. What sets you free? Well, I was thinking unconditional love and trust of yourself. Ah, oh, it's a bunch of machio. Oh That's God. total machio. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Because okay. you know, actually Can we say
3: that can we repeat that yes. so people can actually hear that?
1: Well, he said it's macchio. You have to hold <laughs> the mic <light laughs> so you can talk <laughs> into it. <laughs> well, I don't want to say macchio over. <laughs> he said I said is it could it be unconditional trust and love for
3: yourself? What are you talking about? The question here
1: what
0: sets you free. Yeah. And and the reason I say that Edith is it's Machio because I can see it and I think others can too. It's it's coming from up here. It's coming from uh, a nice cliche.
1: But there's a nice feeling here too. Good,
0: good. And then that's where you nice want to thing, yeah. that's where you want to play, in that nice feeling that's here. Not up here. Play in there. And mm-hmm. even let go of the words because there's more to it. There's more depth and meaning. And it brings in volumes of energy into the moment. And in that moment then, getting to the point of all this, then you can make the choices for the more mundane things in your life. Suddenly you have the realization of what is really meaning – I don't like that word, Cauldre – what brings out the best of your essence in this physical, Sensual experience. <laughs> then everything else is rather incidental. Then you just <laughs> literally you start directing energies just like that to money, to uh, health balance, to body mind uh, spirit integration, to relationships. Kind of a wizard thing. But you just you know some of you use touch screen. I, I see. But it's even easier than that, to bring the energies in to fulfill this. And because you suddenly realize you're not going to get caught in uh, human addictions or you aren't going to get caught in old human patterns, because the past didn't happen anyway – not the way you think it did – suddenly have no fear of getting caught in the old ruts. So you suddenly are outrageous with assigning energies to different places. And if you're worried about hurting others, you're not going to, really. Uh, You're not going to. If you're worried about uh, being uh, selfish, you're not going to. You can hand out money, like I just did, without worrying about it without (laughs) – that's Calder's money, why should I worry – without worrying about it because you just bring more in. You, just, you don't have to worry about being hedonistic. Uh, I think some of you are, are afra- uh, f- afraid of that. What if I let go? I'm going to be a hedonist. So be it. Uh, experience it. Uh, that, that you're going to get caught up in – you can't. You can't. You, you Really. It's going to be even hard for you to get caught up in causes and I know a lot of you have actually enjoyed that up until now, but you just aren't going to get caught up in it. You're going to enjoy it now. You're going to be in it. So, that being said, I want to do a kihak group, an experience. I want to work intensely with – sorry, I forgot to mention this – I want to work intensely with Let's say 99 humans over the next one year of time, up until April 1st next year. Good date. Absolutely. And I want to work with these individuals on a regular basis. We'll be in regular contact, 99. It will cost you to get in uh, because there is going to be a lot of a lot of work associated with it uh, on the part of Crimson Circle, but also it's your investment in yourself. You will have to do regular homework. There are going to be assignments. There are going to be things to do, and sometimes you're going to curse me, um, but that Sometimes? <laughs> <laughs> you curse me more often. You will need to keep a journal, and you will need to be able to share that journal with within your group. You will be asked to participate in uh, group discussions that may occur, whether in person or when some of your technologies uh, over the airwaves you 're going to be um, asked to devote at least one week per n- one night per week uh, in your dream state to more intense work in this area uh, that translates to you may feel like crap the next day, but that's okay, because ultimately you'll, you'll get through that. I'm asking you to keep a written record, because I want to take the very work that's done with this group of 99 people and document it and do, to show the uh, – let's call it clinical results, the clinical um, unfolding of how to put Keahak to work in your life. How to take energy in action, spirit in motion, and with the grand reservoir of energy and the New Times and how to make it work. This, my dear friends, this goes uh, ten steps beyond our first um, group project, the Masters in the New Energy book. This will go much, much deeper and, and ultimately will become, whether it's a book or a course or. Uh, something that the teachers here can teach. We're going to develop it over the next year. It's going to be called the Kihak Project. So, um, not to overwhelm, Linda Calder already left a while ago, so uh, (laughs) couldn't handle all that. So, uh, the logistics, uh, you've got a a fine uh, staff who will help you with the logistics and putting all this together. Now, for those who are not going to be directly in this project. You can choose to be indirectly in it. You can energetically and consciously connect into it. You won't be required to keep journals. You won't be part, necessarily, of the regular discussions within this, uh, this group. But energetically you're going to be part of it, just like you're part of Chambra, Crimson Circle, Awakening Zone. If you do choose to be part of this group, I can tell you, I, c- I will tell you some of the uh, fine print, not all. <laughs> uh, of some of the fine print is that it will be intense. Hmm. Uh, it will be very, very intense. Uh, it could be times of frustration. Hmm. It will absolutely be a year of, let's call it evolution, uh, change. Uh, it will take you out – absolutely – take you out of your timeline-based reality. And if you're attached to your history – and history sometimes means your family, your job, uh, the things that you sometimes hold dearly to – this may not be the project for you, because it will get you out of your past. Uh, certainly if you're into uh, processing if you are or, or he- healing if you're still the wounded warrior well, let's get over that but you should not be part of this group if you're still into accomplishment and success and if you're a spiritual seeker please this is not the place for you because uh, it will be beaten out of you right away and then you won't be happy you want your money back and you don't get your money back on this <laughs> funny <laughs> Yeah. Angels have a different sense of humor than, than humans do. Uh, yes, humans can laugh at the pain of others, but not so much at their own. Angels, angels – uh, some angels uh, – can really laugh at themselves, and, and it makes the, the best of humors. So this is the project. Uh, this is uh, where we're going. Uh, of course, everyone's going to be involved in it, but uh, ninety-nine will be on the – what do you call it – leading edge? Yes. Roster. So, with that, dear shambra a few minutes left, I'd be happy to take a few questions. Yes. Wow. Linda will come with a microphone to those who are raising their hands. In the back.
1: Okay. Okay, I'm noting.
0: Yes.
2: I understand. Well, you have. Would you been, mind
0: standing up so I'll <laughs> the all. world can see your beauty?
2: Uh, you have been telling us for some time that Gaia is leaving us. Yes. And we are to become the stewards of the earth. Mm. All right, I spoke to uh, Gaia. The question through. is? The question is um, I hear that Gaia is not leaving. Um, Is there a technicality that I'm missing? No. Stop.
0: Stop for a moment. Uh, Excellent question, by the way. Excellent. Is Gaia leaving or not? Doesn't really matter. Unless you track energies and movements, you're wondering what's going on on Earth. But it's up to you to decide. Let's talk for a moment about discernment. Discernment. Uh, Something like uh, there are a lot of things happening, as you know – you don't have to be a much of a reader these days to realize there's a lot going on. But then it gets confusing because you muddle it in with the stuff that's going on within you. You do that partly because there's a, there's a parallel – what's happening within you, what's happening in the world all around you. Just as um, some believe that Gaia is leaving – and I'm not talking tomorrow, I'm talking over the next thousand, maybe. 5,000 years. When you consider the age of Earth, how long Guy has been here, that's a pretty quick exit. No, it will be a gentle release. But that being said, how do you discern, again, what's you and what's the outside world? It got muddled together. It got interwoven, and essentially what's happening in the outer world is generally a reflection of what is happening to you or has happened to you. So. A lot, of your, a lot of you has uh, integrated, a lot of you has come together, old um, aspects of kind of left so they can rejoin, in a way. But it doesn't really matter. Now, how can you tell, particularly in the outer events, the outer world, what's happening? Well, not to think about it, because that'll really muddle you up again. Here's what you do. Close your eyes. And you take a slow, gentle breath through the nose. You smell the energy. You smell the consciousness. And uh, if you smell your neighbor, you might want to move, (laughs) but you smell it. It's in the air. Now, instead of breathing into your brain Breathe into your body of consciousness. Breathe into yourself. Breathe into your I Am. Without trying to uh, achieve anything right now, you're sensing energies. You breathe in and feel it. Don't try to define it. You feel it. And then after you've allowed yourself to feel into it – again, without trying to define it – you let it go. Let it go. The definition will come to you, whether it's in the next moment or whether it's tomorrow, and suddenly you'll have the answer, even a better answer than I can give you right here because I'm having to use words. I'm having to uh, reduce down what I can say. And then you'll understand, is Gaia leaving or not? And then you'll start to smell into and sense what's the next Earth event that's going to take place. I'm not talking about being a prophet or a psychic. I'm talking about sensing into the energies of what's happening right now. It's not about saying that the next earthquake is going to be in Southern California in June 14th or whatever dates are uh, uh, coming up. I 'm talking about what's, what are the energy movements that are happening right now? Sense into it. I ask you to close your eyes when you do this. The eyes are the greatest deceiver of reality. Yes, absolutely. The eyes will deceive you every time. When you breathe in, let yourself smell the energies. Uh, Any time uh, somethings going to happen, anytime there's an energy movement, it it, it uh, tingles. It resonates in the air, and uh, not just the oxygen, but it's all around you. All you have to do is smell it. Uh, I would say it's the it's the best sense because sometimes your hearing is uh, distorted or hearing's really tied into the brain. Taste is basically half dead. So uh, smell into it. Uh, smell the sense of smell is uh, intuition. So you smell into it without trying to get an answer in the brain. So I'll give you, I'll give you the answer – absolutely, Gaia is leaving. Hasn't she done enough service for, all, for this planet and for humans? Isn't it her time to retire? She thought she was going to retire after Atlantis, but then you crawled into holes in the ground and you stuck around, so she did also. <laughs> so yes, it is her time, and honor her, love her, thank her, but Gaia is a spirit. And just as you would take on a project, which some of you are going to be doing, by the way, going to some of these other planets in the physical and non-physical universe, you're going to do exactly what Gaia did, Pete, and you're going to go out there in your sovereign state of being and you're going to infuse yourself into that big swirling rock in the sky, and you're going to infuse life force energy. And they're going to honor the planet Pete, (laughs) the spirit of the Great Pete. In that rock, and that rock is going to come to life, and it's probably going to have attributes of this physical planet, because it was infused with one who had experienced on Earth, and it's going to sprout with the animal kingdom and the plant kingdom And it's going to absorb life force energies that are coming through the cosmos. And, Pete, you're going to hang around there while angels from all sorts of spiritual families park it there for a while. Learn what it's like to be in a body of consciousness. And they're going to come there as sensual light beings wanting deep experience in matter, and Pete's going to provide that playground for him. But don't you think Pete's going to want to get out of there at a certain point and to say to all these angels, hey, you take over the playground now. Pete's going to want to go off and just breathe and dance on his own for a while and then hang out with some of you guys. So, yes, Gaia's leaving. But there are some who have an investment in Gaia staying. So they're going to say that, yes, Gaia's not leaving. What the hell is this group talking about? What what kind of crap are they coming up with? First they tell us our spirit guides are leaving. Well, that's a bunch of hooey, because we have thousands and you can pay me and I'll tell you their names. And this group tells you your spirit guides are leaving and then they tell you to stop meditating and they tell you to just to breathe. Do you think you can heal through breathing? Yes. Absolutely, but they don't. <laughs> they don't. They they want they're so into healing, they, they love healing that they want everybody else to keep healing. Well, there come a point you just don't heal anymore, you just say, fuck it to your past. Absolutely, absolutely. So, yes, Gaia is leaving. There's not a lot of drama over it. You're taking over Earth, and, uh, and so be it. Great question. Next. And, and does, it, does it matter? Does it, does it bring tears to you to know Gaia's leaving?
3: Did you want the next question?
0: Uh, in a moment. It scares the hell out of you? Oh, it scares the heck out of you. Why? Stop striving. No more searching. You are a big spirit.
2: Okay, I'm striving to be aware of being a big spirit and I think of the millions of people who don't care at all and they're the humanity that's also going to be taking care of the earth. Absolutely. If leaving. That scares me.
0: Oh, no, it's a wonderful thing because they'll come, learn to, as they're already doing, respect the water, to respect the air. To respect the animals, you know. Actually, the more guy keeps hanging around, the less uh, motivated they are to consider the consequences. A- and when, when there's this thing in the air, guy is leaving. We better take care of this planet, uh, and not in a fanatical way, in a very loving way, uh, and understanding that uh, this is where, c- you know. You know what's important about this planet? Actually, it's um. It's like a. It is like a uh, monument's not the right word. This is a. That's not quite the right word, caldera. This is like a. He can't think of the right word. A shrine. This is for all other beings from all creation to behold. For this was the first place of physical reality, and and you are the first ones to have gone through it. This is should be a a a shrine. This should be uh what do you call it? A historical monument. monument. Th- this this is is a a cathedral. This is this is the library of the new energy right here. So it's it's actually very good that Gaia is uh Allowing humans to take responsibility and and for everybody to be more aware of this planet and their relationship to it. Absolutely. Absolutely. The next question is, do you believe that you have the capability to accept your connection, your responsibility to Earth? Do you understand your relationship to Earth?
1: Could you too, yep. find a way to get this? My
2: divine self knows, but my human self is uh, is is limited.
0: Yeah, uh, exactly. And, and that's why self it scares me. Doesn't know squat. Uh, hasn't been here. <laughs> your your divine self, it's, you know, doesn't really understand this whole thing of being. It's been off somewhere else while you've been here struggling, going through physical experience. But it's coming in now to be with you. It doesn't have the answers. You'd be surprised what your quote-unquote divine does not know. Uh, It's not here to correct your life when your divine comes in. It's here to experience your life with you. It's not here to give you answers. It's here to dance and to play and to have uh, sensual experiences with you. Your divine is not very smart in human terms. It is very simple. It is very elegant. It is very sensual. It's not very smart about human things. That's why you're here. You have to tell your divine, by the way, uh, about here. Is is that an
2: award winning exchange? (laughs)
0: Absolutely. (gasps) Some get bunny, some get the honored and prestigious Adamus Award. Thank you. Next question. I want to be one of the people you screw with over the next year. Yes. How do I get on the short list? Uh, well, yeah, <laughs> we will. Uh, uh, what you need to do is uh, bribe Linda right now. Uh,
2: <laughs> it's done.
0: Uh, the, the Crimson Circle staff will have to figure the logistics and they'll want at least um, Oh, gosh, an hour or so to figure all this out.
1: Oh, how big of you! Uh, but,
0: uh, do, uh, we'll know by do,
1: tomorrow, for sure. Do
0: allow, do allow a, a fortnight anyway. Yes.
1: Okay. Thank you.
3: If um, us kids are the ones that are going to change the world, yes. why aren't we allowed to go to some workshops?
0: Ah, uh, which one would you like to go to, dear? Which one would you like to go to? <laughs> <laughs> um.
2: there's none that you would be uh, S-E-S.
0: yes, uh, other than with SES, and this is a um, I'm going to defer to the human elements here, uh, but perhaps with that it would be um, encouraging to develop a, a sexual energy school for those under the legal age. I think I said that politically. There's some legal questions that the humans are concerned about. Yes. But, uh, but thank you for breaking through that. Thank you. Thank and you. Would, would, and would you like to go to SES, Sexual Energy School? Good.
3: Her mom's right here. I think she can give her legal permission. Yes. <laughs> she is in. <laughs> Well, they always want to come to every workshop that I come, and yeah. they say, "Well, I don't know if you're allowed to go." So they uh, keep asking me that question. So.
0: Yes, and and I do have to point out that uh, <laughs> yeah. there is the the Crimson Circle, which operates on the angelic realms. Uh, we don't interfere, for the most part, with the workings of the Crimson uh, the Crimson Council on Earth, or the Crimson Circle on Earth. Uh, in other words, we're not pulling strings telling them how to operate, because that's part of all of your experience. Okay. Yes.
3: Well, I'll just have a little comment. Yes. Um, Gaia was asked this question about why is she leaving, and she was asked if she could stay. I'm sorry, I'm kind of nervous. Sure, that's okay. <clears throat> Breathe. Ah. <sighs> <sighs> okay. And See, Did then, you realize you were up yeah. there
0: and now you're … Yes. I'm gonna levitate now. Yeah. Okay. Good. So,
3: <laughs> okay. So, this person asked her if she could stay and don't leave. Yes. And then she asked this question and say, "Are you going somewhere?" The person that asked say, "No, that I know." She says, and then uh, Gaia asked again, "Sometime, are you going somewhere?" And then she said, "Well, when I die, I'm gonna leave my body and then I'm gonna leave." And I say, yes, you are. So am I? This is my body. Give me the honor of evolution. Mm. So I think that's very understandable, and we shall give her that honor.
0: Mm. Thank you. uh, Thank you. And uh, we're getting to the the point here, when any of you leave, uh, when you depart, you're going to be taking your body of consciousness with you. That's why I've been talking about the body of consciousness. So when you leave, you're going to be taking the attributes of your physical body – and I'm not talking about the, 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 the dead tissue – I'm talking about the, the attributes or the consciousness of a body. You came here to Earth as a – you call it a light being. You've spent uh, ages in this physical body. For a reason, and you're not just going to go back. You'll never make this very strong statement. You're never going to go back to just being a light body ever, because you've invested, you've given, you've you've chosen uh, thousands of lifetimes here to understand the integration of a physical body and and a, a physical mind and a spirit now all integrated together. So. After you leave this planet, you go wherever it is or you ascend, you're going to be recognized by angels through all of creation. They're going to look at you and say, you're a body of consciousness. You've been on Earth. You've been there, done that. You've allowed yourself to dream and then become. Uh, And that's very important, see, dreaming and becoming. It's like going backwards in time. You dream it and then it happens. They're going to recognize you, not just by colors in in your aura, but they're going to recognize you by the – here words are limited – by the expansiveness or grandeur of your entire being. They're going to know that you were a sensual, spiritual, pirate here on Earth. And with that, please remember that all is well in all of creation. And to my friends in Poland, God beer. I will be there soon. And so it is.
3: And so
2: it is.